Hey, today we continue our leadership development series with Sherry Edwards. I know today's message is going to challenge you and help you in so many practical ways. As I travel around the state of Arkansas, I always hear leaders saying the same thing. I really want to reach the next generation of leaders, and I really want them to be a part of what we're doing, but I don't know how to make that happen. In today's podcast, Sherry will share practical ways to cultivate next generation leaders. Thank you so much, Sherry, for your faithfulness to lead and serve. Today's message is powerful and practical. Enjoy it. There we go. I think we bumped on over. Good good afternoon. Um... And welcome. I um, was hovering over the 99% live screen, and so it just bumped over to live. And so, uh, hello and welcome. Um, We are grateful for this technology, uh, and I hope you're enjoying this conference. Uh, We are in the afternoon sessions. I, I hope you've had a good lunch break and that you are ready. Uh, The afternoon can get to be sleepy, so I hope that uh, we are refreshed and engaged. Um, I am coming to you from North Little Rock, Arkansas, uh, where I live with my husband of 32 years. We have been um, married for 32 years, just celebrated our, our anniversary last week. And uh, it is hot here in Arkansas. I know that we've had a little bit of a cooler uh, season these last week or so. And I don't know uh, where you live in Texas or if you're from another state, but uh, summer is still hovering here in Arkansas. And so um, a little bit about me, if you've not been in a session with me before, I um, am a mother to three grown sons. And I do qualify that because one of my sons is still in college. Um, he is a junior in college, entering his junior year. And um, uh, my oldest son uh, is married to a precious, precious uh, girl that we love. And they have two daughters, two little girls, um, ages one and two. And they are just a delight. We love having these girls um, as parents of boys. We are loving the little girl world. And uh, so we love that. They're about three hours away. So we, we see them pretty frequently. Uh, I currently serve as a Lifeway Women Trainer, and uh, I do equipping and training for women at our ULEAD events and other state events like this one in Texas. And I'm also in my third year um, as an adjunct instructor of teaching uh, the Ministry to Women Foundation course at Washita Baptist University in Arkadelphia, Arkansas. And I love that, and that's going to be kind of the background that I bring to this particular session that we're going to be covering today. I also serve in my state convention, the Arkansas Baptist State Convention, as uh, the coordinator for our state women's conference, the Inspire Conference, that we are in our seventh year of that conference. Um, We actually had to cancel this year's conference due to the pandemic. Uh, That was definitely a disappointment, but we, we learn things and keep going. I also serve in different uh, equipping and training capacities for the women's ministry leaders here in my state. And I love that. That is my passion. That's what I love to do. Um, In my local church, I serve as a co-leader for a ministry to our moms and also uh, come alongside a a team as we uh, serve in a girls ministry here. And so uh, there's a couple of those elements that I bring to this particular topic that we're going to be covering 
uh, which is cultivating next generation leaders. It's a very important um, topic and subject to me. Um, and I think it's something that we need to be thinking about more um, intentionally. Um, just a couple of housekeeping notes as we get started. Uh, we do have a chat host uh, that is facilitating the chat feature. Hopefully you've gotten used to doing that in the sessions that you've attended previously. And so as we're moving through this content, as you think of questions or comments, uh, please put those in the chat. And Allie Shaw, who is our chat host, thank you, Allie, will move those over to the Q&A so we, I can see those. And we'll have some time at the end of the session for question and answers. And um, I don't always have the answer, but I will hopefully maybe direct you to someone who does or to a place or a resource where um, you could find some more information. Um, also in the chat feature, there is a PDF. This particular session, I have several pages to the PDF because um, there is a lot of practical information that I have um, come up with for this topic and we can move through that as we go. Uh, but make note of that if you'd like to follow along with an outline and also some helpful information. So I'm going to go ahead and pray really quickly and then we're going to get started. Dear Father, I just bring you this time that we have together to share. Um, and I thank you for each woman who's on the other side of that screen. And Lord, I just ask that you would bless her and encourage her, uh, give her confidence and strength as she is stepping into whatever it is you have for her as she leads. And Lord, I just ask you to be in our time together. Let my words glorify you today. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. Well, again, I'm really grateful to be with you as we talk about um, cultivating next generation leaders. Um, this is an area that I really have become um, very interested in and also passion, passionate about, um, mainly as a result of teaching this college course to this next generation, which is basically Generation Z. That's the, that's the generation that I began uh, teaching about three years ago. Um, and as we talk about what it means to cultivate next generation leaders, and so as we begin moving through this time together, I hope that God will prompt each of us to begin to consider women who are already in our circles of influence that we can encourage and grow and lead together. Um, so as I'm thinking of that, some of the women who are in my circle of influence happen to serve in various leadership capacities within the local church. And um, as I said, I've had the opportunity for the past several years uh, to help equip those women as they serve. And this opportunity to teach these college women um, has really developed a passion in my life for seeing and calling out the leadership that is already in the lives of these young women. And so I tell people all the time that this generation, this younger generation, um, is continually teaching me. They are teaching me and inspiring me with their devotion to God, his word, and, his, and the pursuit of his purposes. And so as we consider what it means to cultivate, uh, we want to look at some principles about why that matters. And I think, first of all, as believers in Jesus, who is the ultimate leader, we are called to be faithful stewards of our leadership roles. We covered that in a previous session. So what does that mean? As we think about that for this topic, it means that we are passing down 
we're calling up. We're passing down the batons of leadership, wisdom, and knowledge. And we're calling up young women to carry those batons as they run their leadership races. And we see in scripture that there are several examples of this. In the Old Testament, we see um, Moses um, as he is commissioning Joshua. And the Lord says, but commission Joshua and encourage and strengthen him for he will cross over ahead of the people and enable them to inherit the land you will see. Uh, we know that that was an important marker in the life of Joshua and also in the, in the life of Moses as he wrapped up his leadership journey. Not that we're ready to wrap up our journeys, but we've got to be intentionally mentoring and bringing younger leaders alongside of us. And then we see in 1 Chronicles 28, David and Solomon, uh, David's charge and commission to his son. Then David said to his son Solomon, be strong and courageous and do the work. Don't be afraid or discouraged for the Lord God, my God, is with you. He won't leave you or abandon you. And then as we jump to the New Testament, we see the example of Paul and Timothy in 2 Timothy 1, 5-7 and verse 13. Uh, Paul is uh, telling Timothy, I recall your sincere faith that first lived in your grandmother Lois and in your mother Eunice, and now I'm convinced is in you also. Therefore, I remind you to rekindle, to fan into flame the gift of God that is in you. And then in verse 13, he says, hold on to the pattern of sound teaching that you have heard from me in the faith and love that are in Christ Jesus. So we've established some, some principles about why it's important. Let's look now at what we're talking about. Um, as we explore this topic, it's helpful for us to define some of the key words uh, that we're speaking about, about. And so the first word is cultivate. What does it mean to cultivate? Um, the dictionary defines uh, cultivate as to come to have gradually, to help the growth or development of, I think you have that on the PDF, to look after or assist the growth of by labor and care. Um, and as I think about Cultivate, um, I can honestly say that my claim to fame will never be as a gardener. I have some struggling herbs that I've been trying to grow uh, this summer. A couple of them are doing well, but one of them is just really it's, it's, a sad, it's a sad situation, um, but I have attempted on occasion to plant something from seed or a transplant <clears throat> seedling, excuse me. Uh, so this is the picture that I have in my mind as we think about what it means to cultivate. Since we're seeing these tender seedlings uh, grow up and burst through the soil, we lean over to water them, to tend them, um, to prune the leaves off of them, to nurture them. And so just as we tend to these seedlings, these young plants that we're trying to grow, we want also to tend, to nurture, to provide nutrients for our young women so they can grow in their leadership development. And so as women who serve and lead in various capacities um, in ministry and church settings, what does it mean for us to cultivate next generation leaders? And maybe you're a younger leader looking for someone to pour into you, to invest in you, to mentor you. So we've established cultivating to nurture, encourage, and develop. Um, well, what is next generation? Well, in my uh, thinking, that is that can mean anyone who is in a younger season of life than you are. For me, specifically in what I do, as I mentioned before, I tend to... Um, 
be around and focus more on Generation Z uh, because those are the ones I'm teaching, the ones in late twenties and uh, late teens and early twenties. Um, and so, next generation is is whoever's a season behind you or a season or two behind you. And then leaders, leaders are what I consider when I look around at younger women those who are already leveraging their leadership qualities to influence those around them. So as we intentionally consider what this means, we want to set forth some practical steps for developing the younger leaders coming behind us in our circles of influence. And so to help us go through these steps, um, I created an acronym. I did this in another session. I kind of like doing that. It helps me remember some of the points. Uh, but the acronym of the word cultivate. So for each letter, um, there's a word that will help us remember these principles. And you can follow along in the PDF that you have there. So the first letter is C, and C is for care. We want to care about those who are coming up behind us. Um, so what does that mean? Well, it means that it takes initiative on our part to look around and notice someone who is in a younger season. Um, and that takes paying attention. Um, you know, it's very easy for us to kind of go along and be in our same circles of our friends and our peer groups and our generation, but it takes effort and initiative to, to really start noticing and paying attention uh, to um, those who are coming behind us and, and comment, um, notice a skill or a gift that you see in them. And we really can't just do that randomly. I mean, we can't just stop somebody and say, I see this gift in you or I see this skill in you. Uh, what that takes is being intentional about building relationships. Be intentional about building relationships with a few younger women in whom you see leadership qualities, women who are already leading in their circles. And a couple of examples of this, um, at this time, at this point in time, it is August 2020, and many of you know that we're still in the middle of this um, pandemic, this coronavirus um, uh, epidemic that is uh, that has been with us since, uh, in my case, since early March um, in my state. Um, and so even at that point in time, some of my college girls stepped into starting and leading online Bible studies. They didn't wait around for someone to ask them to do it. They were already showing leadership by stepping into a void and gathering others around them. Uh, one of these young girls has a pretty large platform um, in her world. And so she has been using this as a tool to reach out and start leading and stepping into that gap. Um, another example is um, how to, you know, how, what something like this looks like. I'm often asked to write a letter of recommendation. Maybe that's something you've been um, asked to do as well for young women who are graduating high school and attending college. And uh, they need a letter of recommendation for scholarship purposes. And it's a joy for me to write these. It is something that has given me a really specific aim um, as I'm writing these because it helps me name and process the leadership qualities I see in them and qualities that maybe they don't see or even um, notice in themselves because possibly it's not a visible quality. Uh, so what this does is it helps them see in themselves qualities that are there and have an opportunity to grow. And it's been really meaningful for me to call out some of these hidden qualities uh, that I see in them because leaders don't always have like really strong outgoing um, 
you know, passionate qualities. There are very many quiet leaders among us and speaking that into them, you can just see their eyes light up when they see that. So um, care about that generation. The next letter is you and you is for understand. We want to understand our younger leaders perspective. Um, and so I like to use for this point, I like to think of climbing a tree. And so I want you to picture yourself climbing a tree. Maybe it's been a minute since you've climbed a tree. It's been a minute for me, uh, but it was one of my favorite things to do as a young girl. My grandmother had the best tree in her front yard, and um, many a day, many a summer day, I would take a book and climb that tree and just get away from my two brothers and just be in that tree. And so as we're thinking of climbing up a tree, we're always focused on where that next branch is. Uh, we're moving up and moving up and getting higher. Um, and as, so for, uh, as we want to think of where to grab a hold next. And so when we think about this in a leadership context, we're moving up. We are moving forward. And oftentimes, we're really not looking back to see who is behind us. Uh, one thing about being a little further up in the tree, um, in the leadership tree, is that we have experience and perspective. We can see where the branches are as we help guide our younger leaders but we cannot forget to reach down and to help those and to help guide our younger leaders. Uh, we need to be seeking those women who are coming behind us. Why, why do we need to be doing that? Because they have perspective from where they are and can often see things that we cannot see from where we are. And so we need to keep that picture in our minds that we are reaching down and our younger leaders are reaching up. We need their insights as we seek to build connections with the next generation, especially in these days, uh, these uncertain days where we are trying to stay connected. Uh, so the next letter is L. L is for listen. Listen to their concerns, to their real life circumstances. Uh, sometimes as more experienced leaders, we can get so focused on thinking that we have to just teach. We have a lot of stuff we can teach them to train, um, to speak our knowledge and our way of leading because we've been doing it for so long. Uh, we have the answers. And so we can focus on our own leadership to the point that we neglect to really listen to those we are leading. Um, this is why building a relationship is so important uh, because it develops trust. It develops trust. It gives younger women a safe space to share their real concerns um, and to be vulnerable as they are developing in their leadership journeys. Um, as a younger leader, um, if you're a younger leader, be willing to lean into the wisdom of that older woman in your life and to hear her perspective as well um, as she has modeled what it looks like to lead in a spiritually healthy way. An example that I like to share about how this can work and what this has meant in my own life is from the very first day that I taught the course um, to the college girls on ministry to women. Um, it was about four years ago, and I remember there were 22 precious, bright, young women. Um, most were upperclassmen. And so as this course began, uh, which was going to center on curriculum uh, to established ministry to women, I asked for their honest answers about what they thought of when they thought of women's ministry. And I was ready. I was ready for their answers. I wanted their honest feedback. 
But what was interesting, I could tell by the look on their faces the very first day, they weren't sure if I really meant that, if they could really share their honest answers. And so I recognized that look on their face because it's like, they were like, does she really mean for us to give an answer, to tell what we really think? Um, and I assured them that I really wanted to know and that this was a safe space to have honest conversations. And from day one, I wanted to set the tone for developing an authentic environment that would nurture and provide a healthy space for these young women to grow as they are preparing to lead in their giftings and callings. And on a side note, from that day, the answers I got from that day and as the course went on, as I listened and heard their perspectives, um, I, got, I have received so much insight that has helped me develop a teaching plan and equipping of other women's ministry leaders who are currently serving. Um, so these women, just by these younger women, just by being willing to speak up, uh, were um, obedient and in bearing fruit for the kingdom. So that's just a great side note uh, for you younger leaders. Be willing to speak up. Be willing to share once you've kind of developed that safe space and that trust. Um, all right, so the next letter is T. We want to take time to get to know them. Notice the things they like. And I'm speaking of older leaders as opposed um, to younger leaders. Notice the things they like, the ways they serve, the causes and the people that they care about, because this will tell you a lot about their passions and about their giftings. Um, learn about their personality types and their leadership styles. We want to be speaking truth into their lives, just as we saw Paul and Timothy uh, reminding Timothy to uh, stay true to what the Lord, what he had been taught in the scriptures. If you don't know and have a relationship with them, then we're just going to be sharing head knowledge. If we don't really have that relationship, um, not that uh, heart and relationship, we will we'll be stuck just sharing head knowledge. Um, and so we want to leverage that relationship to build into and to invest in this generation. All right, the next letter is I. I is for ideas. And I'm telling you, this generation has some great ones. Uh, we want to seek them out and ask for their input. Uh, they are already thinking outside the box. I love listening to and leaning into some of our younger leaders. They are actively reaching people in ways that we as older leaders uh, can learn from. And so an example again from this is from my class. I divided them into three groups for an assignment and each group had to develop a ministry plan, uh, a ministry model within a local church setting um, to present to class. And so as they each presented their ideas, I was blown away because of the creativity that they brought and the ways of thinking of intentionally uh, crafting a ministry plan um, or reaching people, actually. And I would have hired them all. Had I been in a position to, to hire any one of them, I would have hired them. Um, and I would have developed their ideas into a current ministry setting. Uh, and so I'm always in the process of asking for their ideas. Um, v, the next letter is V. We want to value. We want to value our younger leaders. This is so important because I think we can all relate to what it feels like when we to not feel valued. Um, and this goes back to the need to be mindful of not overlooking our younger women who are right behind us um, and really begin to value their gifts. We want to lean into their creativity and passion. Um, they're not only the future of ministry, but they are the now. 
of ministry. They are the now of effective ministry because they are currently leading in their generation. And we need younger leaders now more than ever if we want to stay not only connected, but if we want to engage uh, the next generation. Um, I've been made aware just through some recent study of uh, Generation None. I know you've heard heard that, but uh, uh, the fact that our younger generations aren't just turning away from church, they've never even um, become involved in church. Church is not a part of their life, and so, and Jesus is not a part of their life. It's not that they're against anything. It's just that they're uninterested. They're unaware, and they really don't care, and so um, this next generation is key for us to stay connected and to bring along that next generation of the church. All right, the next letter is A, C-U-L-T-I-V-A. We want, I've got a spell, right? Uh, we want to ask questions. We want to start a dialogue to learn from one another. Um, sometimes we don't want to be the one to take the first step. Um, if we're older, we might not think that the younger generation uh, our leader wants to hear our perspective. And as a younger leader, we might think that we have nothing to offer. Um, but along with your handout, I've provided a list of 10 questions to work through with a group of leaders of all ages. This was something that we did um, at the Lifeway Women's Forum last year. This was a what we call a, converse, a collaborative conversation. I had a couple of younger leaders um, on a panel with me, and we went through a guided time of asking these questions together. And I just um, highly recommend gathering a group of women around you and engaging in intentional and meaningful conversations. Um, and also some fun activities, have some fun together uh, that promotes relationship building. But I just, I think if we're taking steps to just consider ways to actually do this, this question, these questions will give you a starting point for that. All right, the next letter is teach. We want to teach and train. We want to help younger leaders learn about their spiritual gifts and find ways, not only learn about them, but we want to find ways to put those gifts to use. And we want to teach them not only God's word, but we want to teach them leadership principles, healthy leading. Uh, we want to provide opportunities for younger women to step into leadership roles. Uh, this is an area that I think tends to be lacking in our ministry leadership today. It's just unintentional. It's something we haven't thought about. Um, but intentionally bringing younger women alongside as we lead. We want to work harder to create leadership pathways for younger leaders. So let's ask, what are some things that we as older leaders can do to actively create these leadership pathways? Um, this might mean creating an apprenticeship type uh, position or an intentional internship. I know of a couple of churches that have uh, actually a resident program for younger leaders uh, in between college and if they're thinking of seminary. Um, but it, it, it might this position might not exist right now, but if we give thought to it, it could exist if we gave some creative thought um, and paid attention to the younger leaders around us. Um, I think that as we look around the landscape of women in leadership, we would see numerous ways that we can join together and provide these opportunities. And um, the last letter is expect growth. So as we continue to tend and nurture our younger leaders as they step into leadership roles, we want to encourage them and give them positive uh, 
feedback as we see these positive qualities emerging. Um, and not just positive qualities, but also if we see some negative uh, qualities, potential negative qualities. But this is where we need to have that relationship built um, so that we can speak honestly and speak truth and love. And that, that works both ways, older leaders, uh, younger, you know, I have heard from younger leaders and have listened honestly and taken to heart uh, some things that they've pointed out about some different leadership um, and different ministry uh, plans. And so one of the ways that I like to uh, help women cultivate leadership abilities is to study key women in scripture. And there are some guidelines and some actual uh, actual list of some of these key women um, because when we have an overview and we study women in scripture, that gives us a godly and healthy overview of how God uses women in his kingdom uh, with the qualities uh, and leadership qualities that we can read about and study from these women um, and how God has called women for his purposes. Um, so that's also attached in your handout. And we also need to make sure that we are leading ourselves well because we can only lead someone as far as we have gone uh, or as deep as we have gone. Uh, we want to learn together. Um, I love going back to the passage in Timothy where Paul is encouraging Timothy. Um, and he is remembering Timothy's training and reminding him of his gifts. And what an example this is for each of us as we step out and begin to cultivate younger leaders in our lives. And so I hope that through this process, you have thought of at least one younger woman with whom you want to implement some of these principles. And so um, as we finish out, I want to circle back to that picture of the seedling uh, that I introduced at the beginning. Just like these tender plants um, need to be nurtured, our younger women are seeking, they're seeking older women an environment where they can and produce fruit. And if they don't find it in the women that are around them, they will try to find it. Uh, they will find it in other avenues. And there are very many other avenues out there that our, our women can seek. But we want to pour into them the nutrients that will help them grow and provide the environment that will help them nurture and to shape them into the leaders that God has designed them to be. There's so much potential and possibility when we think about really intentionally connecting with the next generation. Um, and so that is all I have for you today. Um, I don't see any questions, but I've been getting an error message about the Q&A feature. Um, let me jump back over to the chat. Um, okay. All right. Um, all righty. I'm there. I'm going to jump back over to Q&A. Um, just as we move through the handout, there are some other um, points of this. On the very back page, this, this question came up in another session I was teaching. Um, let's see. Yeah, the Q&A isn't working, so I may go back over to chat. I don't know. Um, I hope it's working. I don't know. Whoops. I'm going to jump back over to chat. Okay. Um, anyway, I'm just going to move on to the last page. 
Uh, I spoke at um, a resident program, one of the programs I was describing to you through Cross Church um, in um, Fayetteville, Arkansas, uh, Springdale, Arkansas. And so this is uh, 10 tips for stepping into your calling. Someone was asking, how do I know what my specific calling is? And so this is kind of a step-by-step -step. as I was speaking to these young women. Um, it was just some helpful tips for them as they're stepping into their calling. Um, yes, here's a question. And this has come up a, a few times. And I, it's a great question. Do you have any books or resources that you recommend for training leaders? There are some there's a lot of resources out there. I'm a huge resource queen. My, my friends know me that as that. Uh, I love to I have a lot of books. I have a lot of resources. I did bring a few with me. Um, where did I put them? Um, for training leaders. This is a great one. Um, I think the first one that I would mention, and if you're not familiar with this book, um, this is, you can't see it. I know it's backwards. I don't know how to do that. Uh, but this is the book by Kelly King. Kelly King is our Lifeway Women's Ministry Specialist for Lifeway Resources. Um, and she put this um, book, at, this is a new book that she has um, come out with last year, I think. Uh, Ministry to Women, the Essential Guide for Leading Women in the Local Church. Um, there is some great information in this. It's very practical. It's a great book, a tool to work with for your team um, as you're training them, um, just coming up with a ministry plan. Also, why we have, you know, there's a lot of questions you can work through together as you strategize. Uh, training Younger Leaders. Um, this is another book that I really like to recommend. It's an, actually a book that we work through together in my course. You can't see it. I know it's backwards. Uh, oh, I do think that's in the next session. I do have a list of resources, but this is one of them that I recommend. It's called The Four Dimensions of Extraordinary Leadership, uh, The Power of Leading from Your Heart, Soul, Mind, and Strength. It's written by Jenny Katrin. And um, I love this book because she approaches leadership principles. It's sometimes hard. I shared about this earlier. When I began leading, uh, there weren't a lot of books out there for women who are leading, uh, trying to develop their leadership um, personally and uh, with a team. Um, but I love Jenny's approach because she approaches this from the verse in Mark 12, which is uh, Jesus, the great Shema, which is Jesus, uh, the great commandment. Love the Lord your God with basically everything you have. And so she sets up leadership principles um, and leadership assessments. Within the book, there is a leadership assessment. Uh, this is a great book to work together uh, through as a team um, to discover your leadership strengths. Um, so those are two books that I have. I know there's probably some more. Um, do you have any thoughts or suggestions on starting a mentoring program? Um yeah, that's it. That's the question of the day. Mentoring. Um, as far as a leadership mentoring um, or just mentoring in general, um, there are a couple of resources that have come out recently. Uh, one of those is um, through Passion City Church that is also put out by Lifeway. It is uh, called Flourish, and it is, um, I think it's a year-long format where you're mentoring, and you can do it one-on-one, -on -one or you can do it in a small group setting. Um, that is a great, it's based on scripture, 
um, and walking together through that and having conversations. And there are some questions that go along with that. So that's a great resource. Um, and, you know, as far as mentoring, leadership mentoring, this would be a great book to work together through one, you know, one-on-one. If you're trying to mentor a younger person or if you're a younger person looking for an older mentor, um, this would be a great tool as well. It's, it's, got, it's got discussion questions in it. Um, so I would recommend that as well. Um, let's see. Yeah, along there's another book that I just ordered and it's by Melissa Kruger and I can't remember the name of it. It may be called Why Mentoring. I can't remember uh, what that uh, what the name of it is, but the area of mentoring, you know, we asked this question in the co- in the course that I teach. I had a my friend come and that was one of the questions that came up from my students. Um, is why is there such a hesitancy for mentoring? And and it's kind of what I talked about. Nobody's really sure who wants to take that first step. It's like, do I ask somebody if, if I want to mentor them or do I, you know, tell somebody that I would be willing to mentor them because there's just this weird awkwardness to that. And I think that comes back to just noticing, paying attention to those people who are around you and already start to build relationships with them because there's a lot that can happen in informal mentoring. And just ask somebody. Um, I, in fact, in my own life, there's a couple of older women that I'm like, I really want to ask them to just walk with me and kind of help mentor me. Um, so I think just being mindful and just asking that person and then whatever that looks like, um, there's freedom in that. And and I think that we want to put it in a box and it's not going to fit in a box. All right. I think that's all. Yeah. Growing Together by Melissa Kruger. I think we're about to be out of time and I've enjoyed this uh, so much. I wish I could meet all of you and I will be praying for you as God continues to use each of you um, in your ministries as you walk this out. So connect with me. I've got my contact information on there. So um, I look forward to hopefully meeting some of you someday. I think we're done. Bye. Thanks for listening. I hope today's episode helps you embrace the full free abundant life that God provides. Don't forget to follow, like, and subscribe to Inspire on the Go. If you would like more encouragement to help you grow in your faith, visit my website at andrealennonministry.org. Come back next time and enjoy another episode of Inspire on the Go.